Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. One week ago, I told you about something very exciting I discovered that Club Penguin, that I thought had been killed and buried forever, had been put back online by a guy who made a thing called Club Penguin Rewritten. I was really excited. I was like, okay, let's just get this show out of the way so I can go and play it. After last week's show, I did. I made a penguin, and I went on it, and it was just like just like old times, just like the classic Club Penguin. And, um, and then I wanted to see um, exactly how much like old Club Penguin it was. And um, after about 10 minutes of playing, I got banned for swearing. Yeah, oh well. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Right, hello. Nina Nesbitt and Calder, Sam Smith, Normani dancing with a stranger before that. Hey, it's Alec on Wizard Radio. And um, I'm, I'm slightly unnerved already because it's 3.07. What is this? 3.07? First, first talking bit, 3.07. What are we going to do? I've got like three whole extra minutes to fill. Don't know, don't know what we're going to do with those three minutes. God. Um, any, any ideas for like three minutes of goodness? No. Um, me neither. Sorry. Actually, yes, I have an idea because I haven't got this on like my list of things to talk about today. But I read it just before the show started. I, re- I read this thing in The Guardian about... Who do they interview? What's his name? Alfie Days, off of being an influencer. And the whole thing really annoyed me, this this interview. And I was like, maybe I should talk about this on the show at some point. It, it did annoy me. So actually, this extra three minutes is, is a blessing. Because it was just 
him talking about how he wants to sell stuff to his fans. It's like, you don't care about these people. These people that like idolize you and take note of your every move, watch every video you ever make. You don't care about them. You just want to sell them stuff. Hard-nosed capitalism, exploitation of your fans. That is what these like influencers about. It is it is vacuous people, um, vacuous. I will never do that to you because I'm not cool enough or interesting enough to be an influencer. If I could, I would, but you know, I have nothing to sell. Sorry. So um, that's that's my sort of thing that's angered me before the show this week. Um, just Alfie days being a cold, hard-nosed capitalist. Um, and that's that. So welcome to the show. How are Hi. you? Are you annoyed at the exploitation of influencers of their their online fans? Do let me know. Don't. This is, that's a boring text. I don't care. <laughs> Coming up on the show this afternoon, I will tell you about my really wild Friday night that I had. You know me. I love a wild night. This week was no exception. I'll tell you about that within the next 10 minutes. Plus, I've been creeping some people out this week. Uh, more than usual, you know, slightly more than usual at least. I'll tell you about that in this hour. UKIP, off of being the party in British politics that want to leave the EU, they've written a letter to the Queen, which I need to tell you about. And the very sad news this week that Google+, Plus, everyone's favourite social network, has left us. So I will be paying tribute to that after four o'clock. Plus, Pink the Musical, and I think, hopefully... I say hopefully because I don't know what else we'll do if this doesn't come through. We've got some name twin stuff as well, because a couple of weeks ago on the show, I was telling you about how I just stalked people with the same name as me on Instagram, and I asked you to do the same, and apparently, hopefully, you have. So we'll see what's going on with that about 10 past four, and we've got the usual stuff. Six Second Guys, Connect Four as well, and Pink the Musical. I can now tell you that we're a week away from Pink the Musical and I'll run you through the plot before five o'clock this afternoon. Now all that is out of the way, I've told you what's coming up. I've had a rant against influencers. It is time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. So, lesson number one from the week. Doing work the same day you get it is actually quite a good idea. I know that sounds obvious, but this is something I've, I've forgotten in recent years, since the whole uni thing started. It can pile up and get a bit much, but no, I had my first lectures of 2019 this week. I know, it's it's the beginning of February, and I've only just started. Yes, I do very little with my life. Uh, don't blame me, blame the uni timetable. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be really on it um, this term. And so far, so good, I think. I had two lectures and I did two lots of like work straight after the lecture went to the library like a good student I know and I did it on the day I got it and it's like brilliant I have no mounting work to cripple me and make me feel bad like I should be doing something else so here's my advice to you kids do your work on the same day it gets given to you this is radical and I think I'm the first person to ever think of this it's a great idea that's lesson number one from the week lesson number two also work-related, because despite being 19 years old, I'm still getting the hang of the whole, you know, doing work thing. Yeah, we'll get there one day, hopefully before 30. If you don't do work the same day you get it, you can do it at the last minute and actually get away with getting a decent grade. That is another thing I've learned this week. This is a less good lesson to be sharing because it's sort of not that great it's not the kind of thing you'd really encourage 
but it's something I found. Got two essays back this week. Do you remember all Christmas and the beginning of January, I was stressing about work and essays that I needed to do. I felt like it was the only thing I talked about at the time. I did them. I did three essays within the space of 15 days. 9,000 words total I wrote in that time period. Got two of them back this week. And actually, I did all right. I got a decent grade, you know. I'm happy with what I got. So, lesson number two, you can do work at the last minute and still do all right. I mean, don't practice that in real life necessarily. I'm not encouraging it, but I'm just saying, if it comes to it, it's not the end of the world. You can do all right, people. It's all good. Lesson number two. Lesson number three of the week um, regards something kind of exciting that happened to me, which is that I got a job, not like a real job. Well, it is sort of a real job. It's paid money, but it's you know zero hours they give you work when there's work to do and otherwise they don't give you work it's all very irregular but i i got myself one of those kind of jobs a bit of pocket money happy days and this is how i got it amongst other things i was so enthusiastic about the thing i was implying applying for i told them i loved it more than some members of my own family i did then qualify this by saying not like my immediate family i'm talking like you know extended family second third cousins distant uncles all that kind of stuff i was like yeah okay maybe maybe not like my actual family i do like them quite a lot but yeah this this job that you bring i like that more than some extended members of my very distant family who i barely see you know and it worked they gave me the job so the moral of that is that if you are enthusiastic and you pretend well it wasn't even pretend it was kind of the truth you like it more than some of your own family it works that is how to get a job and those are my three lessons from the week that is what i learned this week let's get on with the show this is catfish in the bottom and long shot catfish in the bottom end with long shot it's wizard radio with alec feldman hey how are you are you good i'm, I'm glad to hear it dua lipa plays next so my wild friday night then it truly was crazy um, a mate of mine who lives in Leeds, she's like a fully grown, functioning adult. I say mate, I don't know her that well. Acquaintance, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Fully functioning adult with like a job, um, delivers babies, all that kind of like exciting grown up stuff that I don't do. It was like, hey, there's this thing. It's like a young adult's meet and greet and I kind of want to go to it, but I don't want to go by myself. It might be really awkward. Can you come for like some moral support? And I was like, yeah, well, I technically have nothing better to be doing on my Friday night, so I might as well. And um, shall I share with you what was promised at this, this young adult's meet and greet? I don't, I don't even think I really count as a young adult. I'm 19 years old, like, you know, but whatever. I went on along, I agreed to go with for some moral support for my friend slash acquaintance. Um, what was promised? on the flyer thing that she sent me. Games and snacks. Meet other young adults in Leeds. 9.30 p.m. till late. So we can we can take all that in turn, I think. Games and snacks, first of all. Um there were there were some snacks. That is that is true. What do I have snack wise? There were some some easy peelers, i.e. sort of oranges, little ones, tangerines, clementines. I don't know what they're called or what the difference between any of them is. I don't think anybody does. But whenever you go to the shops, they're always called easy peelers. So I call them easy peelers. Some, some small orange type things. 
that was one of the snacks provided and there were some grapes and some you know those little twirl bites in a little dish there were some of those those were the snacks provided so yes there were snacks provided there was no false advertising with regards to the snacks games there were no games this is this is what shocked me the most there were no games at all not so much as a dice to be seen there just weren't any no snakes and ladders no monopoly no board games no card games honestly it's an outrage i was promised games there were no games i'm very upset by this um now here's the biggie the biggie meet other young adults in leeds now how would you define young adult um i would say anyone from the age of i don't know 21 22 to maybe 30 absolute maximum pushing it a bit that's what i call a young adult i i don't know how old the people in this room were i would say they were really stretching the definition of young adult possibly a bit a bit too far i thought with the result that the person i was with my mate she felt really young and she's older than me so i felt like a baby i felt so young i was like this is i feel really out of place this is this is not for me why why am i here i'm so young they were talking about like old people things and they were married and talking about their weddings and you know whatever married people talk about i was like oh okay well this is this is not relatable in the slightest i don't have any wedding photos to show anyone sorry i'm not married um so i felt a bit out of place and we did say on the way there that if the conversation turned to to crisps then we might know that it was time to go the crisp chat started 20 minutes after we arrived 20 minutes before they started talking about different types of crisp Uh, that was sooner than any of us expected and just finally the other false advertising 9 30 p.m till late apparently when you are old and married late means uh, about half 11 (laughs) so that was my really wild friday night not playing board games and eating grapes with some people who were probably in their early 30s crazy times this is julie now on swan song it's wizard radio this is alec feldman the podcast Julepa and Swan Song, Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Ariana Grande, Mabel, and Four of Diamonds play in the next 15 minutes. It's house viewing season at the moment. If you are of the student kind, you're looking for somewhere to live next year. I've already got mine sorted. It's all good. But a lot of people haven't, including, well, the house I currently live in. I'm moving out of it next year, me and some of the, the other ones. And so... The people that own the house are trying to find new tenants to live here, which does mean that they have to show people round, which is a bit annoying because you've got people showing up at all times of the day. You forget they're coming and they're like, oh, yeah, hi, we're here to do a viewing. And they just sort of wander around your house, prying, looking at all your stuff and being like, oh, no, I don't like this house. It's horrible. It's like, oi, watch it. We live here. And it's, it's a weird time. And you get loads of them coming at once. Um, for most of the viewings, I have actually not been in. But then in the last week, I have been in the house for a couple. And oh, excuse me, <laughs> I think I just burped on the radio. Brilliant. Um, and so if you're just in like your house doing stuff and then just walking around, sort of 
watching you and staring at you whilst you're getting on with things and it's weird it's very unnerving very unnerving and so it's not an enjoyable experience and so we were talking about this the other day and me and oob the only other boy who i live with were thinking of creative ways that we could make these viewings a bit more interesting maybe just by giving them really weird things to look at um we thought maybe we could put our christmas tree back up in the middle of january and act like it's perfectly normal or play jenga but directly in front of the front door so when the front door opens and they come in not only do they knock over our jenga and we get really annoyed with them but they'll just be like why are you sat on the floor in your hallway doing this or just lying on your bed in your bedroom but totally face down not moving not twitching nothing and they come in they're just like whoa what's what's going on here is, is he okay these kind of things that would just really creep people out and confuse them and we were having this really long brainstorming session the other night and it was funny very funny and then we decided we were actually going to give it a go and try and do something that would just make them think it was a bit off and a bit weird we might have got a little bit carried away we decided we were gonna make a sort of a weird satanic looking shrine and put it in one of the kitchen cupboards and then have a massive sign on the front of the cupboard saying do not open under any circumstances so that obviously the natural thing to do would be to open it to see why you can't open it this shrine it was it was weird we got loads of flies that have been put through our door and cut bits out. We cut out letters from them to make like a ransom note kind of thing. We glued them onto a bit of paper. The bit of paper said, Ben is dead. Can you find him? What does that mean? We have no idea. Literally none. It just seemed creepy. We got a KFC bucket, like a, a picture of a KFC bucket that got put through our door. We found loads of different pictures of people's faces. We cut out the heads and put them in the bucket so they looked like pieces of chicken. And then just for fun, we got some like fake blood spray, put it all over that. Um, we put a couple of candles inside the cupboard to make it look more shriny. We got a copy of the Yellow Pages. Fun fact, it was the last ever copy of the Yellow Pages to be delivered, apparently. Um, and we, we just drew a massive willy on it. It's not very grown up, it's very childish, but we just like, yeah, why not? And we, we crossed out yellow and wrote smellow because we're three years old. And also put some fake blood spray on that because why not? Um, Drew another willy on a different bit of paper, stuck it on the cupboard door. Again, just because it looks really weird and stupid. And and also, I went to the library, especially to print this, and it cost me 9p. 9p of my own money I spent on this. We, uh, we got loads of pictures of, um, of Princess Diana, rest in peace, and made like a shrine to her inside this cupboard in the hope that people viewing our house would open it. She'd be like, What's going on? They're so weird. Why have they done this? And we went to all this effort. I even wrote a poem about her. I'm not going to read this poem out. It's, it's a bit sick. And we put this all in the cupboard. And the, the viewing happened. They came. They were 20 minutes late. Bit rude if you ask me. And uh, they, they go into the kitchen. And they didn't open the cupboard. Not at all. Not one peep. All of our efforts were in total waste. Because they didn't even see our, our beautiful shrine. And um, also, the two other people I live with, there's the Boltonian girl and there's the Geordie, they were very unimpressed with this whole charade. They just thought we were really stupid and embarrassing and immature, and they were very unhappy. 
as soon as the people left the kitchen, um, Boltoni Girl tore down our shrine and put it in the bin. Yeah, they were really unimpressed with the whole thing. Which you ask me is a shame. I thought it was beautiful, a work of art. That could have passed for someone's art A-level. You've seen what people do for art A-levels, right? Or GCSEs. They're always a bit disturbed, the, the art they do. I think that could easily have been up there. 100%. Anyway, the reason for me telling you this story about making a shrine using a KFC bucket and Princess Diana photos is just to ask you whether you've ever done something to purposely creep other people out, like strangers or even people you know. What have you done just to make them be a bit uncomfortable and weirded out? This is what I would like to know. Um, have you done anything nearly as odd and disturbing as me and OOB did this week? Let me know, please. 07807 183538 is the number to text me on. Send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk or on Facebook, drop us a message there, facebook.com slash wizardradio for that. What have you done to properly, on purpose, creep people out? That is what I want to know. Um, we'll find out what you've done after Ariana Grande and Mabel as well. Mabel, and don't call me up which is what I say to people calling, offering me um, compensation for an accident I was involved in that wasn't my fault. Haha, <laughs> funny. Before that, Aaron Grande, Seven Rings, I'm sorry. It's Wizard Radio with James Gilmore. That's right, my name is James Gilmore. You can blame him for that, that unfunniness. Coming up, Four of Diamonds and Lauv as well. I was telling you before about how we had a couple of house viewings this week, and for one of them, me and OOB, who I live with, decided to creep him out a bit by making a shrine in one of our kitchen cupboards. Sadly, the, the shrine never actually got seen because it didn't open the cupboard, but you know, we were very proud of our work. And I wanted to know what you have done that's just creeped people out a bit. Like we unsuccessfully tried to with the, the weird shrine. Oh, I also forgot to mention that whilst they were in the house, I also put the radio on and I was sort of flicking through the list of radio stations and I found one that I thought would be would be perfect to really set the scene. Um, what was it called? I feel like I can say this without worrying about losing listeners because I feel like there's not much of a crossover between people that would listen to me and people that would listen to this. A station called Premier Praise, which is a radio station that has Christian music and Christian chat. So I do apologize if you wish this show had more Christian music and Christian chat. It's not really my, my field of expertise, but you know, yeah. So we put that on in the background just to really set the scene don't think they even noticed that total waste of time anyway matthew's been on he says once my parents have people coming around for dinner so i decided to place a little portable speaker hidden in one of the cabinets ah i like where this is going throughout the course of dinner i played little sounds such as whispers and ghostly noises that were just subtle enough that some people heard it and others didn't or so i thought after dinner (laughs) my parents told me that nobody was impressed with my charade and gave me the speaker back. I thought it was so funny though. I think that's genius. I bet they were impressed. Well, not impressed, but I bet they, they did kind of find it a bit weird slash funny. You see, that's the thing. My view on this is that everyone always says, oh, it's not funny, it's silly, it's immature. They're laughing on the inside. They know it's funny, really. Deep down, I think. I hope. Anyway, nice one, Matthew. Laura saying, I didn't even realise this, and it wasn't on purpose, sure. But once I was throwing stuff away and found a doll from when I was really young, broken in my cupboard. So I threw it away in my bin. Anyway, we had a new cleaner starting that day. 
and apparently when she saw this doll with the head torn off in my bin, she screamed, and my mum had to run in to make sure she was okay. I don't understand why people find dolls so creepy, to be honest. I kind of can. It's the eyes. It's always the eyes. Dolls' eyes are weird, like, especially the ones that blink, and they've got the weird plastic like eyelashes. and ugh. They stare into your soul. It's I don't like them. Don't, yeah. That's quite funny. Poor Cleaner. Did she come back after that? I hope so. My sister does a similar sort of thing where she just puts plastic dolls hidden in various places in my room. Every time I come back from uni, I just find dolls everywhere for like two days. I'll open a cup and there will be just a naked plastic baby. And I'll be like, get out. I'm sort of past the point where being scared by it. It's just kind of weird and kind of funny. I've never screamed like Laura's cleaner though. Olivia saying, when my parents were trying to sell our old house, one of our viewings coincided with my brother's tooth about to fall out. Ah uh, yes, a landmark occasion in somebody's life. We decided to attach a string to his tooth and tie it to a door handle. No, you didn't. That only happens in cartoons. Really? You tried that? I always thought that would be like horrendously painful. I never wanted to give that one a go. But okay. Olivia tied her brother's tooth to a door handle on a piece of string. All right. When the people came around to check the house, they walked upstairs and found us about to slam the door to pull my brother's tooth out. <laughs> uh, it was so funny to us. But the woman who was looking around screamed. Oh, boy. You made her scream. Again, I would like to know whether they ever bought the house after that. Wow, I can't believe people actually do the tooth door string thing. Surely not. It can't have worked, can it? Or did you never make it to the actual door slamming because this person visiting your house screamed before you got around to it? I don't know. Maybe more information is required on that one. But, <laughs> nice. That, that kind of wasn't intentional though, was it? You weren't like, ooh, let's pull his tooth out just as she comes upstairs to really give her a good fright. But <laughs> I like that nonetheless. Lewis slash Louis. One day, one day, if this is the same person that's on every week, they will they will put like a phonetic pronunciation of their name on. I'd really appreciate that one day. But for now, Lewis slash Louis, regular texter. This was actually hilarious. I was at my friend's house and he had a friend coming around too. I'd never met this person before and we wanted to play a prank on him. Um, I stood in the cupboard under the stairs and pretended to be dead. When the friend came over and I opened up the door to hang his coat up, I fell out and it was so funny. <laughs> then then Louis says, I hurt my head so badly on the wooden floor when I fell, but we laughed so much. Brilliant. Also, I think that's quite bad host etiquette to try and frighten one of your guests, but maybe that's just me. That's also quite funny. So it's fine. You're forgiven. Well, it's not really you, is it? Your friend is forgiven for abdicating his host duties of, like, being nice and getting him a drink and stuff and just scaring him instead. Fair enough. That's a good one. Well, thank you very much for them. They are they are quite good ways of creeping people out. No shrines, sadly. I guess I'm the only person that makes shrines of Princess Diana. Oh, hold up. Hold up. We have another one. I thought we were done. Okay. One more we got time for quickly from Sam. When my grandma was babysitting us once, my brother and I put ketchup all over the mirror in the kitchen so it looked like there had been a murder. She didn't believe us, but we still laughed about it because it was a good attempt. And also my mum was so mad because there was a ketchup, every ketchup everywhere and it stunk. True. 
ketchup smells awful, which is probably why your grandma didn't believe that it was blood. Because she's just like, this isn't blood. Ketchup can smell it from a mile off. It's gross. Yeah. But <laughs> nice attempt to horrify your grandma. Wow, what a great grandchild you are, Sam. Nice one. Okay, we're done for real this time. Coming up next, um, UKIP have written their letter to the Queen. Oh, God. I'll tell you more after Four of Diamonds. This is blind. Wizard Radio, that was Four of Diamonds, blind. It's Alec Feldman. Hello. Hope your Saturday's going all right. Coming up before four o'clock, got some Lauer to play and we'll get going with Connect Four for this week as well. Now, does anybody know who Gerard Batten is? No, me neither. Apparently, he's, he's the leader of UKIP this week. You know UKIP? Political party in the UK. Their colour is purple. They only exist to get the UK out of the EU. Sort of flirtations with like, you know, some unsavoury characters on the far right. Not not very nice people, I would say. Um, but anyway, they're they're getting a bit frustrated, but shock horror, the Brexit the UK might get is not the Brexit that they spent years campaigning for. Who'd have thought that what they wanted was impossible? If only if only we'd known. Anyway, so Jared Batten is in charge of UKIP at the moment, this week. They've had like a million different leaders in the last year, but whatever. He's in charge at the moment and he's getting frustrated with with all the MPs in the House of Parliament because they're doing their best to make sure that Brexit isn't a total disaster. I mean, it will be whatever happens, but ideally their idea is maybe we can delay it so the total disaster doesn't happen quite just yet. In an ideal world, we can just keep kicking the can down the road until we don't have to do it at all. Fingers crossed. But Gerald Batten is obviously quite upset about this. And so he's, he's taken matters into his own hands. He's decided, what can I do to stop all these MPs trying to undermine Brexit? What can I do to, to save Brexit? And, and so he's come up with an idea that a few other people have floated around, actually, but he's taken it to the next level. He's written a letter to the Queen... You know, the, the real queen, Queen Elizabeth II. She lives in Buckingham Palace. She's married to Philip. He's not a very good driver. Her. He's written her a letter basically saying, Dear the Queen, it actually says, Your Majesty, with my humble duty, I write as a loyal subject of Your Majesty as a citizen of the United Kingdom and in accordance with my right to petition Your Majesty under the Bill of Rights 1689. And then he goes on, he's like, blah, 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 Brexit, Parliament, they're trying to stop it. So what you need to do is use your power as the Queen to just dissolve Parliament, to stop it, to tell them, you know, don't come in, don't come into work next week, don't come back until after Brexit's happened, because if they don't do anything, if Parliament can't meet and they can't decide anything, we're just going to leave. We c There's no control. It'll just happen on the 29th of March. And what he wants is for us just to leave with no deal. It'll be a total disaster. He wants us to throw our country off a cliff edge. And basically saying, the MPs are trying to stop us from doing that, so you need to get rid of the MPs until it's too late. That was his idea. And I was thinking about this, because, I mean, it's a, it's a totally... I can't use the word I wanted to use, but it, it starts with bat and ends with T, you know. Bonkers idea. Insane. The Queen does not do stuff like this, because she's like, you know, a constitutional monarch, whatever... She doesn't actually have any real power. She just sits there and looks nice and waves and smiles and gives a speech on the telly at Christmas. Lovely. What he's asking her to do is so insanely extreme. It, it probably doesn't really even warrant a response. But 
a lot of the time, the Queen does like to respond to letters. I, I read today, earlier, she gets like 200 or 300 letters a day. But her, like, ladies-in-waiting and all her helpers, they'll sit down with the Queen every day and just go through most of them. Be like, oh, um, Tim's been on from, from Stratford. He says he likes your crown. Can he borrow it? And even more rarely, the Queen might reply. Usually it's to kids she decides to reply to. Like, I read about this one girl who asked if she could borrow one of the Queen's swans. She got a reply off the Queen. Or this little boy who was like five years old, he invited the Queen to his birthday party. Sadly, she couldn't come, but she still replied. She RSVP'd because that's, that's good manners. So I'm thinking, what if the Queen decides to give to give Gerard Batten a reply? And so I've, I've taken the liberty of, of writing it for her, for Her Majesty, and... Um, if she wants to send this to him, then feel free to use it. I won't charge you anything. So, here is what I think the Queen should reply to this, this UKIP bloke. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Batty, The Queen wishes me to write and thank you for your letter, and hopes you will understand that because of the enormous amount of correspondence received, it is not possible for her to reply personally to each letter given her busy schedule. I, I can't keep that voice up. No, that's, that's difficult. <clears throat> Got a sore throat. Anyway, Her Majesty appreciates you thinking of her with regards to the Treaty on European Union and has noted that you believe it to be treasonous. He actually did say that. However, she also noted that she gave this bill royal assent in 1992. Not something she would like. She would like. Um, not something she would have done were she to consider it treasonous. Furthermore, Her Majesty would like to make clear that she does not view it as her place to get involved with day-to-day -day politics and most certainly will not be suspending Parliament, as Her Majesty is sure you'll be aware as an avid enthusiast of British history. The last monarch who suspended Parliament unilaterally was Charles I, and he was executed in 1649. Whilst Her Majesty has lived a long and fulfilling life, she does not wish to meet the same demise and hopes to reign for many more years. Her Majesty has asked that you refrain from contacting her again. Yours sincerely, I don't know whether this is a real person or not, Penelope Hornswallop Smellingham, who could be one of the Queen's ladies-in-waiting. I don't know. So listen, Your Majesty, if you want this letter, feel free to send it back to, to Jerry Bat and let him know your thoughts on his crazy suggestion that you just, just give all the MPs a month off until it's all out of the way. You're welcome. Connect Four's next. Lauv, Troy Sivan first. I'm so tired. Relatable. Wizard Radio, Lauv, Troy Sivan. I'm so tired. It's got um, three dots and ellipsis if you're a fan of punctuation in song titles. Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, three till five. That is me. You know the score. Connect four time. That could have rhymed if I didn't say time. Never mind. You know the score. It's time for Connect Four. Oh, yeah. Um, four words will be given to you very shortly. So get your pens and papers out. I want you to write these down and listen attentively because you will need them. They're very important words because you have to connect those four words. That's why the game's called Connect Four. The way you connect them is in a story, a narrative, a... I can't think of any other words for stories. Never mind. A story, including all four of the words you get given. And it has to sort of roughly make sense. It doesn't have to be true. It can be a load of rubbish. It has to include all four words and they have to be somehow connected and that's connect four and i read them out and i say which ones i like the ones that make me laugh i like the most last week i i sort of laughed manically at someone who sent a message about their grandma being dead it it wasn't a good look 
but it was a very funny message. I think it was intended to be funny, so I don't think I upset anyone. But yeah, that happened last week, so can you beat that on this week's Connect 4? Who knows? Um, and you sent them to me once you've connected them and written your little story, and that's that. So, word time. James Gilmore, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you finding your 22nd year? Just for the clarity, because most people won't understand what you just said, it was my 21st birthday yesterday. Although, if you listen to Alex's show from yesterday, you would think I'm in my 50th year. <laughs> 51st year, I guess. Um, you know what? Good. Tired. Just want to go home. Want to go home. Oh, but other than that, good. to <laughs> hear <laughs> What dictionary are we using today? Um, we're going to the classic, the Oxford Mini School Dictionary. Very nice. Then without like further ado. tried and tested in schools. Over 40,000 words and phrases. Simple definitions. Up-to-date example sentences. Up-to-date to the year um, 2002. Um, Two? T- yes. I think so. That's, That's what like it says. 17 years old. It's almost as old as both of us ish it was actually first published in 98 so it is as old as me but this edition is 2002 edition but up to date to 2002 there's notes on grammar usage and pronunciation and words word origins for hundreds of words thanks that's really uninteresting should we get flicking sure thing and i'm flicking Okay, word one on this week's Connect Four. Get ready. The first word is, James, stop. Billion. What? Billion. Like the number. Like the number. Billion. Billion. Not the French word for soup. What's that? I think it... Maybe it's not soup. Maybe it's like vegetable stock. Bouillon. Okay, I don't actually know that what would is. be vegetables, but okay. Okay, um, that's not the word. The word is billion, as in a billion pounds. Yes, a Good. billion dollars. Next word, please, get flicking. I'm flicking. Okay. Are you flicking forwards or backwards? Forwards. Okay, stop, please. Okay. Um, demented. Demented? Wow. That, that's another way, if you'd like, you can get references to your grandparents into this, this Connect Four again this week. Demented. Yes. Okay, word number three, let's go. I'm flicking. Okay. And stop. I did this one um, backwards, just so you know. Uh, this one is station. Station. Billion, demented, station, like we are the UK's number one online teen radio station or something. Wow, you're so professional. Yeah, (laughs) that's what it says on the emails. Okay, billion, demented, station, let's have one more. One more, flicking. One more word, one more word, stop. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Clap. Clap. Yeah. Ah. As in, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know why that I find is that one so word. funny. But... Mm. Yeah. 
normally on this game I disapprove of modifications of the word, but I might I might just accept modifications on this one and actually prefer them. Who knows? Billion, demented, station, clap, connect them in a story. What can you have as a common theme running throughout all of them? Let me know. 07807-183-538 at WizRadio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash WizardRadio or station at wizardradio.co.uk on the emails. Billion demented station clap are your connect four words this week. We'll do it at 10 to 5 this afternoon. Live from his parky student room in Leeds City Centre, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I always like to throw something a bit random in there. It's like the second song after four. And now I get a whole hour to do that on Friday afternoons. If you haven't checked it out yet, have a listen. The weekly mixtape with me, Friday at three. It's quite a good listen, if I say so myself, with loads of songs like that. It's, it's good fun. Have a listen. Before that, Karen Harris, Rag and Bone Man, Giant. Did I actually say what song that was? I don't think I did. Imagine Dragons Radioactive was the one you just heard. Okay, good. That's out of the way. Sigrid and Grace Carter play soon. Now, a couple of weeks on the show. A couple of weeks ago on the show, even. Wow, you, you can tell we're an hour two now. I was talking about how I was bored on a coach journey. And so I had a look on Instagram for people with the same name as me. And I just had a little stalk to see what I could find out. I'm quite sad, actually. I think only one of them out of all the different Alec Feldmans I found has followed me back. The others have just ignored me. And one hasn't even accepted my follow request. So that, that kind of hurts. Not going to lie. So, yeah, they don't seem that interested. But I wanted to know whether you had a go at this and found out anything good. Joel has done just that. He says, I found someone with my name. He was a bit older than me. He looked like he was 50. And Joel is 16. And he had a very thick moustache. Ooh. Um, it looked like he'd been retired for a while. He's American. And when I looked at his posts, I can't say we agreed on very much. I feel <clears throat> I feel like my name is kind of cursed. There are loads of creeps online with my name. And I honestly don't know what to do about that. You've got to change your name, mate. Only option. Um, are there any other names that take your fancy? Joel... Joe, straight up Joe, if you want to keep it similar but different. Joseph, J- jo- Jonathan, I don't know. But yeah, that's how you solve having creeps with the same name as you. But make sure you check first. If you are going to change your name, check to see who else on the internet has that same name as you. But yeah, this is this is very interesting. Um, maybe what Joel is sort of trying to imply is that the other Joel is maybe bit of a maybe a bit of a trump supporter i don't know it could could be the other way around but he does have a lovely mustache according to joel very nice maybe one day you can have a mustache when you're 50 years old interesting penelope her name twin is a model with the same name as her or you know an adult model i couldn't work it out she says interesting um there's also someone with the same name as me but they're a man she says um right she says it wasn't even they were like transgender and called penelope their screen name was penelope but every picture was of some guy who looked like he was from essex with his muscles showing talking about lads nights out i reckon it was his girlfriend's name on the account or something but yeah an interesting penelope that is something unexpected that finding your name twin has thrown up this is the kind of thing i was after just something like wow we have the same name but very different lives Travis, wow, 
Travis says, basically, I hate my name anyway. And looking up my name only confirmed that for me. Oh, no, Travis, what's going on? Have you looked up the name Travis online? Funnily enough, no. It does bring to mind, I'll probably make you hate your name even more here. Travis, who I think was a tractor in Bob the Builder, who used to be ridden by Spud, if you remember that. Um, but no. Apparently, according to Travis, all the other Travises on the internet are all creepy-looking white guys who honestly look like they should be on some sort of police watch list. I would say no offence, but I'm basically only offending myself. So yeah, I still don't know why my parents decided to call me Travis. I did not like what I found. Oh no, I'm really sorry that I encourage you to go down this internet rabbit hole and just finding out that all the Travises are weird. Sorry about that, Travis, but shout out to you and all the other Travises who might be listening. Big up the name Travis and Spud. Chris saying, I first spelt my name wrong. How can you spell your own name wrong, Chris? And found a very interesting person with the same name as me. But then I realised I put a T at the end. <laughs> Good one. And was looking up Christ. <laughs> nice. I found one person with the same name as me. First and surname who works as a builder and someone who used to be a TV presenter who would give away a lot of money who has the same name as me you can probably guess who it is yes is this is this the Chris that you start ask people questions all the time be like so uh, who wants to be a millionaire is it that Chris that's a that's a good name to have if that's your actual name that name can probably get you into a lot of places I think useful name to I mean it does half his kids are on the radio now so it works if we're talking about the same Chris here. <laughs> that is that is kind of fun. So yeah, you've learned about a new person now who has a lot more money than, than you probably have. That's kind of dispiriting, actually. But also a builder. Chris the Builder and Chris the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Man. Very nice. These are these are some good name twins. Shame that we haven't had any like interaction, but neither have I. They've mostly just ignored me, which is kind of sad. But, oh well. Maybe, maybe Alec Feldman just doesn't want to know all the other Alec Feldmans. Very sad times. Coming next, I have an update on you, for you on Pink the Musical. It's coming, it's coming very soon. I'll tell you what the update is after Sigrid. This is Don't Feel Like Crying on Wizard Radio. Sigrid and Don't Feel Like Crying Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman this afternoon. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I hope you're good. What have I got coming up? Uh, Grace Carter plays next. We've got some Gustafelstein. Bring Me the Horizon as well. So, Pink the Musical, I've been doing this since the start of the year. It's the idea that I want to put on a musical about the life and times of everyone's favourite pop star. Well, some people's favourite pop star, Pink. And we've been taking ideas for this. Last week, I approached a number of people. I wrote an email to them asking if they wanted to be in it. I think I sent an email to, to Pink's daughter. Well, I sent an email to Pink about Pink's daughter. And to Lindsay Lohan, Jason Derulo. Sadly, shockingly, no replies. But there's still time. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that on the side for a second. But assuming they do take part, we can now bring you a sort of just a rundown of what's going on. Because I think next week on the show, probably in the second hour, so after four o'clock, I think... Next week, we can premiere this musical, hopefully. Fingers crossed. That's what I'm thinking, if I have time in the week to write it. We'll see. So just a bit of a rundown on what's what's gone on 
so far before that happens, just to whet your appetites for next week. So we have we have a plot line. Pink. Pink, who will hopefully be played by Lindsay Lohan, has moved to the big city. That's what is going on. That's the premise. I don't know which big city. Uh, I don't know. New York, if you fancy. LA. It doesn't really matter. But she doesn't know anyone. Boo. And she feels a bit left out. Boo. Because she's different to everyone else. Sad. She does have two friends. Oh, who's playing the friends? I've forgotten who's playing the friends. Was it like Paris Hilton or something weird? Okay, friends yet to be casted. Oh, no, it was those two sisters, wasn't it? Not sisters, the pop stars from the 80s. Yeah, two friends played by some pop stars from the 80s who I've forgotten the name of because they're really old. Probably retired. They're her two friends. Um, they lead her down, down a dark path to become a party animal. And she goes out so much like every night that her life just falls apart. Which, weirdly enough, reminds me of some of the people I live with. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is, like, totally separate. At the start of the play, we've got, like, two separate plot lines going on. And then they'll intertwine in the middle. Meanwhile, a character called called um, Purple. Yeah, original. That's what I've decided. He has also recently moved to the big city. He's, he's quite similar to Pink, actually. Because he, too, is a bit of an outcast. He has two friends who are party animals, but that just isn't him. And him and his friends have a big falling out. Purple vows never to see them again. He wants to turn his life around. And so these these two big, big life decisions lead them to the same place. It leads Pink and Purple to a bar. And they meet and they get talking and they discover that they're each other's soulmate. They get on really well. They hit it off. But then, oh no. There's chaos. It turns out Pink's ex had followed her to the big city. Kind of creepy. And he was in the bar. And then, na 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 her ex is going to start a fight with Purple. Oh no, this is bad. Um, what's going to happen? This is like a, a big difficulty in Pink and Purple's blossoming relationship. And they need to they need to get over this. They obviously they don't speak for a while. They're like, oh no, this is horrible. Pink's ex started a fight with him. Not good. Um, maybe even Pink gets back together with with this this bad ex who starts a fight. Not good. But then she has a change of heart. She realizes that Purple is who she needs to be with, and she goes running back to Purple. And it's it's lovely and it's happy and I don't know. They get married and have pink's daughter and it's all it's all great and they all live happily ever after this whole thing is interspersed with pink songs obviously and they all live happily ever after that's what i'm thinking should be the plot of pink the musical this is all based on ideas you've sent in over the last few weeks so thanks very much for those that is that is the basic plot and it should premiere on wizard radio next saturday at four o'clock hopefully if i write it in time fingers crossed so that's pink the musical coming soon coming next google plus is dead and i'll be paying tribute to it first grace carter wizard radio that was grace carter hear me it's alec feldman here hey you all right how's it going saturday with me till five um i've got gasafelstein to play next and I've, I've done a six second guide as well so that's on the way and we have connect four as well before five o'clock now 
I checked my Gmail account this week. I don't often check my Gmail because that's like my sort of spam one. I don't use it that much. Nothing important ever goes to it. But I did see fairly recently. When was it? Oh, it was yesterday, actually. I got an email from from the Google Plus team. And they were telling me I had to save my... I had to download my Google Plus photos and events before April, before they're deleted forever. Because Google Plus is dead. It's being shut down in April. Google Plus, if you don't know what this is, because who would? Back in... It was probably about 2012. Google were like, oh my god, Facebook, what is this? They're taking all of our users away. We need to take them on. And so they launched their social network, Google Plus. And and nobody cared. Nobody used it. It was it was dead from the get-go. No one was interested in Google Plus ever. I don't think it was ever successful. And it's been it's been going on amazingly ever since then. Although with what user base, I don't know. Why it's lasted this long is a mystery to me. But it's it's finally it's finally being put out of its misery in April. There is to be no more Google Plus. This is a sad, a sad, sad day for all of us. We all remember happy days doing whatever it is you did on Google Plus, adding people to your circles. That's all I actually know about it. It just involved circles. Instead of friends, you had circles, and this was supposed to be revolutionary. But that's that's basically all there was to it. And unsurprisingly, it didn't take a huge bite out of Facebook's market share. So I think we should all take a moment of, of silent reflection to pay tribute to Google+, which sadly will be shutting down for good on April the something, 2019. Okay, that's the moment of silence done. That's enough. That's all it really deserves. So how will this affect your life now you won't be able to share this with people in your google plus circles what are you going to do with your photos and your life stories how are you going to tag people in memes without google plus what are we going to do it's a disaster so um how will this shocking news affect your life the shutdown of google plus how could we possibly go on i'm getting so excited about this that my desk is shaking wow i'm i'm really passionate about google plus clearly so what are we going to do how will this news affect your life it could be in ways we'd never even expect me for example um how will this this affect my life well um hmm. okay no I've, I've i've got nothing but how will this news affect your lives i'm sure it will in, in some way everything has an effect it's the butterfly effect we learned about this on the show the other week Shutting down Google Plus could have consequences none of us could ever have imagined. So, how how has this news affected your life? What will you do differently from April when Google Plus is gone? 07807 183 538. Plus, if you just want to pay tribute to Google Plus and all the good times, share your memories. You can do that as well. Uh, station at wizardradio.co.uk, facebook.com slash wizardradio or 07807 183 538. How has this this shocking news about Google Plus affected you? We can get through this together. We will get over the loss of Google Plus one day, I hope. Gustafelsen coming up in a second. First, I've done you a totally accurate 60-second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. 
Gesaffelstein is the German word for tasty with mayonnaise, but it's been used by music producer Fritz Wiener as his stage name since 2014. And tasty with mayonnaise is a perfect way to describe his music. It's very nice in its own right, but it's improved by the addition of a condiment. In this case, the song Lost in the Fire, that condiment comes courtesy of The Weeknd, who is the tasty mayonnaise to Gus Affelstein's tin tuna. Music runs in his family. His older sister is an accomplished cellist, whilst his uncle is a renowned pianist, and his dad is a well-known composer. Just uh, don't ask about what his grandfather did. We don't talk about that anymore. Two different versions of this song have been released. You're about to hear the international version, but within Germany, a very different version was released called Lust in the Fire, featuring the weekend. Um, the main difference between the two versions is that in the German version, the weekend sings in a German accent. And that's Gesaffelstein in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Soon to be award winning. Well, I never said how soon. Sorry, I was drinking some water. <laughs> Bring me the horizon of medicine. Guess Affelstein, The Weekend, Lost in the Fire, before that. Cheers. It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio for another 20 minutes, and then I'm I'm done, which I think we'll probably all agree on. They showed it's probably, probably time. I've got a sore throat, you see. Yeah, very sad, but you don't care. Miles Bukowski's on at five. Connect Force coming up in about 10 minutes. Now, tributes to Google Plus. It's a sad, sad day. Its time is numbered. April 2019, it is gone. Out of our lives forever. Um, and we're just, just paying tribute, thinking back to all the good times we had together on Google Plus. Like um, that time. Nah, it's gone. Anyway. How, how will your lives be different now Google Plus is no longer with us? Max, he says, I actually remember when I set up my Google Plus account. I was so excited. But then I realized the only people I knew that had it were like the weird people in my family, like my uncle. And I stopped using it. Yeah, sounds about right. I got that email from them this week, too. And honestly, I had to look up what Google Plus was just to remember what it was. Sad times for Google. Sad times indeed. I really thought it was going to be the next Facebook, didn't you? Didn't you, Max? We all did. It was ruined. Ruined by uncles. Before it even got off the ground. So sad. So sad. <laughs> Chloe saying, God, I spoke to everyone via Google+. Plus. Really? I like to think of my circles, that's with a capital C, on Google+, Plus, of course, as being truly representative of my social life. I had all of my school friends in one circle, my family friends in another circle, my friends from summer holidays in another circle, and they all overlapped like a beautiful Venn diagram. The centre of the Venn diagram? Me. It was poetic. It was beautiful. I really like the way you've described that. That does sound... It does sound great. It sounds actually quite good, unlike what Google Plus was in reality. But wow. This is... Yeah. This news is a blow to fans of circles and Venn diagrams, actually. They should also be in our thoughts at this difficult time. Because how else will you categorise your friends? If you're not doing it on an internet-based social network, how else will you? It's, it's going to be really difficult. Maybe I'll have to draw a diagram out myself on some A3 paper just to make sure I know exactly where everyone stands with me. Now Google Plus has gone, I think I'm going to have to do that. Lee says, I'm not going to lie, Alec. 
The first time I heard about Google Plus was a few minutes ago on your show. I feel like there'll be a lot of people in the same position. Now I know what those annoying notifications I used to get were all about. I thought it was a scam all this time. Fascinating. So, does this mean you were on Google Plus without realising you're on Google Plus? That's that's a possibility. Because, I don't know, I don't think I've ever really had notifications from, from it until that email they sent me saying they were shutting it down and I needed to take off all my pictures that don't exist because I never used it. And just assumed it had, it had long gone. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. So, it wasn't a scam. You were on Google Plus without even realising. So now now the spam emails will stop. That is how your life will be differently. Now Google Plus is no longer with us, which is actually quite good for you. That's useful. Well done, you. <laughs> it's your lucky day. Yasmin says, draw a circle. That circle, it's life. Now go on Google Plus. Make a circle. That circle, also life. Google Plus is love. Is life. Yeah. That's that's a really poetic way to end this tribute, I think, to Google Plus. Google Plus, 20... I can't even remember. 2012, maybe? To 2019. Forever in our hearts. We'll miss you, Google Plus. But now, we've moved on. Someone new by Astrid S. Astrid S and someone new. Salik here. Hello, Wizard Radio. Some fan plays before five. Then Miles is on. Now, connect four for this week. The four words we gave you before four o'clock were billion, demented, station, and clap. Not, I'm not actually going to say that. that's nah inappropriate. Clap was the word. So that is what we've got. Shall we find out what this week's Connect Four stories are? I think we should. Um, let's start with Amy. Amy says, My grandma is a... Sorry, I thought I needed to burp then. <laughs> Sorry. Pardon me. Amy. Yeah, let's get back to it. My, my grandma is a demented woman called Michaela. Honestly, she's so difficult. Whenever she wants something done, instead of just asking you, she claps as if you're her servant and just says what she wants. Like, I want tea. It's impossible. Once she was taken to the police station for hitting a man with her handbag out of anger. But you know what? Whilst there are a billion reasons to hate her, I still do love her. Aw, isn't that nice? A very good start. Very good start. I really hope that's at least partially true because I like the idea of an old lady hitting a man with a handbag out of rage like the uh, the bad kitty lady in Madagascar I hope people are like that in real life that is an absolute mood very good entry all the words in there nicely and I also like the idea of an old lady going bring me tea put countdown on I want a hot water bottle massage my bunions you know all that kind of stuff it's good That's Amy's Connect Four entry. Henry. I've always been interested in the lottery. (laughs) Yeah, aren't we all? But I think if I won it, I would become a bit demented. Imagine just waking up one day to find out you've been given like a billion pounds. I don't even know what I'd do with all that money. I'll probably start a TV station and host a live mid-morning show like Loose Women or Jeremy Kyle. So I can wake up to a crowd clapping to me every day fantastic that's a great idea 
I can't, is this something we did on the show? I can't remember. Did we ever talk about what you do if you're an eccentric billionaire? Or was this someone else? We might have done, but that would be a good suggestion for that. The whole starting a TV station just so people can clap for you as you are you're all of the loose women. Just loose man, singular, just, just Henry. But that sounds like great fun. You could have all those people on that are like, I'm in love with a ghost. Or... My shopping trolley is better than my husband. That kind of stuff would be great. So I hope I hope you do win the lottery. Um, in terms of getting all the Connect Four words in, again, a decent effort. We've got we've got demented. We've got billion in a billion pounds. We've got TV station. We do have clapping though. He changed clap to clapping. Although, here's the thing. This might be my fault. I did say you can you can modify the word clap. That wasn't quite what I had in mind. But I suppose I did say that so I can't really penalise you this week with the point system that's entirely imagined in my own head. So I suppose that has to that has to pass, doesn't it? So that's Henry on his Connect Four entry. Mike. Once, I had to go to the police station, their station, because I had been mugged on the way home from school. I don't really know why the muggers chose me. It's not like I look like a billion dollars. All they got from me was my wallet, my backup phone, not even my iPhone. Clever. And some chocolate I was eating. It was so scary though. Both the mugging and the police station. There were some people there who I definitely thought were demented. And other people acting like they were in some kind of Italian restaurant <laughs> laughing and clapping. Never again. Sorry, what? Is that what people do at Italian restaurants? They just laugh and clap. <laughs> Go on, let's go for pizza. I fancy doing some clapping. What? Is that a thing? Are we talking about, like, birthdays in Italian restaurants? Like, me and my mate the other week. Well, they were like, hey, happy birthday. Is, really? I'm just a bit confused by that. Laughing and clapping like it's an Italian restaurant? Okay, fine. I'll take your word for it. Maybe you go to like a really specific Italian restaurant where that's just normal. You like clap for your food when it arrives. Just as the waiter's walking towards you with your plate of pasta, you're like, yeah, food, 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 or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, how are we doing then? Word wise, we've got station. We've got billion. Not like I look like a billion dollars. We've got demented people in the police station, maybe, and and clapping because it's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, I'm a bit confused by that one. I don't dislike it. I'm just, I don't really know what to make of it. Yeah, just baffling. So that's that's Mike's Connect Four entry. Moving on now to Robbie, who's also played Connect Four this week. Thanks very much. If I won a billion pounds, I think I'd probably open up my own police station and start policing my city. This police station would not be attached to the government in any way. It would be self-ruling. We would arrest all of the demented and annoying young adults and keep them in prisons until they fessed up to their ways. We'd oh my god, we would use torture methods such as load claps, clapping very loudly in their face until they can't. Oh, loud claps. My mistake. Clapping very loudly in their face until they can't bear it anymore, and playing loud music from the bands and artists they always complain about. Making them only drink hot chocolate instead of tea and coffee and things like that. What's wrong with hot chocolate? I like hot chocolate. I'd rather have that over tea and coffee any day. So, loud claps 
an interesting torture method, but yeah, that's got the word clap in there. This whole plan, Robbie, is highly illegal. You do know that, right? It's highly illegal, just being a vigilante police officer that uses torture. You know, torture is banned under the Geneva Convention. Only the CIA are allowed to do that now. But yeah, we've got we've got the words in. Locking people up for being annoying. This is this is scary stuff. He sounds like an authoritarian dictator. But it's just a connect four entry. Hopefully it's not it's not true. I hope. I'm a bit scared. I hope I wouldn't get locked up under this policing regime. But fair enough, he's he's got the words in there. So that is a valid connect four entry. So so thanks, Robbie, I suppose, even though I'm a bit scared of you now. But which one is my favourite this week? As as you know, there's no actual scoring system. There's no rhyme or reason to what I like. It's just whichever one's my favourite. Robbie has scared me too much, so I'm afraid he's out of the running. Mike, I'm just confused by the whole clapping like it's an Italian restaurant thing. Um, then who else? We have Henry and Amy. Henry was the one that wanted to have his own mid-morning TV show like Loose Women, so everyone will clap for him. Amy is the one who has the demented grandma who claps when she wants stuff. Now, I think, just because I love the image of this really sassy, eccentric, slightly demented and very demanding grandma, I think Amy is the winner of Connect Four this week. Well done. You don't get a prize. That's not how it works. Just feel proud of yourself. Tell all your friends that you won and tell them to listen to the show as well. Well done. Good job. And that is the end of the show, which is just as well, because I think my voice is about to give up. So... Thanks very much for listening. Back on on Friday, 3 o'clock for the weekly mixtape. If you haven't heard that yet, go listen to it. Saturday as well, 3 till 5 for more of the same. Pink the Musical is coming up next week. And I'm sure we'll have some other stuff on as well. You can get the podcast if you missed any of this show. And there'll be clips on the website. Miles Bukowski is coming up next on Wizard Radio. To finish, this is Sam Fender and Play God. I'll see you next week. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.